the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. John Jones, get your together. I'm waiting for you. Uncle Juice is a good man. He's never going to stop being the juice. Please, juice. Juice, we need an answer. Welcome back to the Six Star Podcast. Evan Showman here with Dion Harrison, Dan Rose, and on the air we have the lovely, wonderful Miss Sarah Kaufman. Sarah, what's going on? It's been, it's been too long since we've had you. It's been a while, and probably because I, you know, have had a bunch of fights fall through and that kind of thing, but uh, we're ready to go now, and it's great to talk to you guys. You know, we don't really get people on based on, like, when they're fighting. Like, in fact... I was like, I gotta get Sarah on the show. I haven't had her for a while. And then I was like, let me find a picture for the thing. And then I was like, oh shoot, she's fighting. Okay, I should probably know that because you know we have fighters on the show. <laughs> I knew you were fighting. But for all a around, you have good people, right? Exactly right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Well, we did so. have King Mo on that one time, so. <laughs> and he kind well. of. He handed Dan his ass, and Dan hasn't been the same since. Yeah, he he was very mean. I haven't forgiven him yet, so. In fact, Sorry, my coach is interrupting. I'm on the phone, coach. You better tell him. Yeah, tell him. No. Tell who are you on the phone with, Six Star Podcast? Okay, so let me interrupt you. Yeah. Because <laughs> they ain't no, shit. It's... Sorry. Hello, I'm back. No problem. He's being sure. weird. He's just staring. I don't, coach. He's trying to be nice, and I'm ignoring him. But now we're back. <laughs> Does he, he wants to be on the phone, huh? He's jealous. He is, all the time. That Adam Zujek, trying to get all my limelight. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you, you signed with Invicta, so when when's everything going down? I know it's soon. Yeah, it's, it's super soon. It's 10 days from now. So it's January 13th, uh, main event on the UFC Fight Pass. And uh, I'm fighting Penny Kianzad. Kianzad. However you say her last name. Penny is who I'm fighting. Pen, like Penny? Penny with an A. Uh, P-A-N-N-I-E. Penny. 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 Right. Penny Kianzad, She's uh, yes. from She's... Sweden, I believe. Yeah, she's okay. good, actually. She, that, that's going to be a really entertaining fight. I'm looking forward to it. She she absolutely. Say... Sorry, go ahead, Evan. Oh, I was just going to say, is she going to stand with you, or is she going to try and take you down and avoid no, you? I no, I think that she's going to stand. I mean, that's definitely what she's done in most of her fights, and I feel like she likes that fight, and so I'm definitely looking forward to that because generally I have people running away, and I don't think that she's going to do that. I think that she's going to come forward and engage, and it's going to be a, a fight, fight for me that I'm really excited about and one that the fans should definitely be excited about, too. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, obviously everybody here on the show thinks you you are supposed to be in the UFC, but Invictus is basically the same thing. Um, but you know, you get that's you get the main event because you're that you're that girl. You're that one that brings it every time. You're the former champion, and I mean, it's well deserved that you get the main event. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I'm definitely not surprised that I'm the main event. I mean, maybe for my first one back, I was um, – I didn't know if they'd have anyone else who they've had fighting for a while in their organization fighting for their main event. But uh, Shannon was like, hey, I want you as co-main or main. And I said, okay, great. I don't care. Um, I will do whatever needs to be done. Put me the first of the card. Put me the last of the card. I'm going to fight the same regardless. Uh, and, and at this point, you know, I've taken the last, I guess, almost two years to really better myself. I was injured for a bit. I was kind of seeing if I could go down to 25. I did lots of jujitsu and grappling tournaments over the last two years. Um, I've done the Nogi Worlds um, both years. 
So it's been really awesome to just improve myself as a fighter and kind of reinvent myself. I've never lost the passion, but now more than ever, I'm so excited to be getting back in there and kind of showing, you know, who I've I've bettered myself to become. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, like working on this and working on that, but, you know, you're one of the bigger pains in the asses to take down in, in the uh, in all of women's MMA, I feel like. Um, Probably because I have a huge ass. That okay? I didn't say it. You said it, and <laughs> and you suddenly got Dion's attention. <laughs> he, he just pulled his head out of his phone and went, "White girl, big what? ass." You see, that just got Dion's attention, didn't it? Uh, it's true, though. It's funny. You both you and Julie Kenzie come on here, and both of you are like, "My big ass, my big ass, my big ass." And you know what? Julie and I have Julie and I. I think I win in that in that department, um, especially if we're the same size. If we're both in shape, I win. If we're not in shape, whoever's not in shape wins. Which at this point is Julie because she's not training as much as she used to. But that being said, in shape, I win. <laughs> God, Dion, stop looking at me. Uh, like, what do you want me to say? Yes, it's true. Like, Paul Dion dropped the Google machine. <laughs> It's, it's funny, actually, right before, because Dion, he does, like, a lot of our pro wrestling, and I don't know, he's kind of the the background to Dan and I, like, laughing at the stupid things we say, you know. That, that's why Dion's here. So he, he's not really, like, the hardcore follower of MMA. But when I said, oh, yeah, we're going to have this girl Sarah on, she's white, and then I go, you know what, you, you probably really would like her. And I'm surprised he hasn't started Googling, honestly. He Googled at home. You know, I, there aren't that many pictures. I generally wear looser shorts, and for, like, years, my coach is like, can you please wear the tight shorts because people want to see your butt? I'm like, coach, come on. People know that I have a butt regardless of what I wear, but I have actually started to wear the, some of the tighter shorts um, but the longer ones because I don't like when they go right up my butt crack. Yeah, you've always been, like, a, a surf trunks kind of girl. Yeah, generally, and I think part of it was just I didn't find any other ones that I liked. Um, so as long as I'm comfortable, I don't really care what I'm wearing. I prefer not to wear, like, a super tight shirt because when they roll up, I hate when they get stuck there. Um, and then I'm just not a sports bra wearing kind of only wearing kind of girl. Um, I just never have been. I just don't really like it. My body's super short, so it looks like my like the bottom of the waistband meets the top of the shorts, and I look really stupid. Because I literally have one inch of skin in between. It's like I literally got shrunk from like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kid's gun, but only in the upper body. So it's just not a good look for me. <laughs> what the hell? You've put it long and, and a lot of a long amount of time and a, and a uh, and some serious thought into this. No, it's just my whole life. I have like this like truncated little trunk, you know, and it's just so short and. It just all gets pushed down towards my lower half, and then I have, like, no space for abs to be. And I'm really white, so it's like a, a – just not a good look. <laughs> Again, Dion's, like, really white. Re Wait a minute. Let me see if I understand this. She's really white. She has a big butt. Dion, this could be your, your love connection. I have the same problem. <laughs> my butt gets in the way all the time. Yeah, you know – it, it it is a problem. I mean, I deal with it, but it gets in the way. Yeah, well, I mean, there are worse things to have, you know. Absolutely, I would rather have a larger butt than a flat no butt, because then your pants. Well, my pants don't really stay up, but you know, with there's nothing there, they just slide straight down. Yeah, Terrible. you don't want that. Like <laughs> Ron yeah. Jeremy, Ron Jeremy walking around like, oh god, this horrible. Humongous penis I have. It's just, it's just driving me crazy. It's always in the way. Like, oh, I feel so bad for <laughs> oh, you. Gross. <laughs> I feel terrible for you, Ron Jeremy. Showman uh, just, Showman just took it somewhere it didn't need to go. Yeah, he did. It, it took a turn. Yeah. Way to bring up '80s porn stars, there, Showman. I'm not sure if he's from the '80s. I think he's like the 2010s. No, he's like the '70s and '80s. Yeah. Can we not yeah, have an I mean, argument about Ron Jeremy when we have a yeah, show I don't, on the show? Yeah, yeah, he's gross, and I hate porn, so 
Well, that rules Showman out of your life. (laughs) He's gross and you hate porn. Yeah, I'm not into But you know who he is. (laughs) Uh, Once you guys started talking about him more and more, then I figured it out. But at first I just assumed it was one of your buddies at the... You were just making fun. <laughs> well, Showman spent enough time on video with him, you know, watching him that it could be. I wish he was my buddy. He had so many stories that, you know, like, you know what I'd ask him first, honestly? And I know this sounds terrible. we were talking about this. Dan, no one's talking to you here. Well, I'm talking, I'm, uh, Sarah's, Sarah wants to know. The first thing I would ask Ron, Jeremy, Sarah. <laughs> You know, everybody's like, uh, you know, oh, the girls and this and that. My questions are like the more like, how can, you know, like, you ever touch balls with someone like that? That sounds like the worst thing in the world to me. And then I'd want to hear his, I'd want to hear his response. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't have those kind of questions or I don't have that much intrigue in whether he's touched his nutsack with another guy's nutsack. But I'm glad that you have those. Yes, and, and you know what? I hope I hope your coach comes back in the room because I bet you he has these same concerns too. Yeah, Sarah wants him to come back into the room too right now, just for try to get her off this call. <laughs> He's actually not here. Otherwise, he'd probably be very intrigued as to what we're talking about. Since I said <laughs> I told you this is horrible. Like you are in such a male-dominated world as far as like sports are concerned, and like. You got to see just the worst of the worst all the time around these guys. I mean, because they're guys. Uh, they're dudes, but I don't know. Like they're all pretty good, and I mean, I've never, I've never really felt like uncomfortable around them. I just laugh at them and walk away because I think that they're stupid, or I tell them that they're stupid, and then I walk away. So, you know, it's been. I, although here's the thing, I hate nudity. Like I hate it. Maybe also why I like to wear a shirt when I fight, but. Like when I like help like help our guys cut weight, the number of like packages that I've had to see just based on them cutting weight and they're all shriveled and weird and I mean maybe they're not shriveled and weird since I haven't seen them when they haven't cut weight, but it's just I've seen way too many nut sacks and wieners while helping just my teammates cut weight. At the wrong time too, right? It's not like, Yay, look at this, this is my glorious wiener. It's like this is my wiener on his worst day ever. Yeah, I mean, like, we both just, at that point, don't care. I'm like, okay, just check your weight. I mean, cover your junk, please. But if you don't, it's like, whatever. I'm not staring at it, so I don't really care. But I do hate nudity, so I'd prefer if you put something on sooner rather than later. But I don't want you to fall over, so I'll make sure I stand here. You know, like, there's, like, a a conflict there. But at the end of the day, I'm a good teammate. So, oh, here's the, you want to hear the best story? Yes. Oh, yeah. Best story. So, um, one of this guy, a guy who used to be on our team, who is probably the biggest douche in the whole world, um, and just like a disgusting, wait, 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 gross. Wait, wait, Dan was on Zuma. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you could joke. be that gross. That's hilarious. Thanks for interrupting her. <laughs> no, yeah, you know it wasn't a story. Now you've ruined it. <laughs> this but is like, what Dan gets. <laughs> literally the most, like the the rudest and most egocentric guy who also is very unhygienic and we'd have to like tell him to shower and spray him with like body spray when he'd come in and stuff. But so I'm helping him cut weight and he's in the guy's change room. And so um, one of the guys, Tyler Dolby is, is kind of like manning the door and I'm like, Hey, is it clear? Can I come in? Like it was at a regular gym. And so I was going to the guy's change room and I wanted to make sure that like the coast was clear and I'm not, you know, imposing on other people. So he's like, Oh yeah, no, totally. Come on in. So I come in and this guy's sitting like all sunken out, just naked on the couch. And all I see is this huge ginger bush. It has scarred my eyeballs. I was so angry, but also found it so hilarious that Tyler would tell me to go in when he clearly knew that it was not safe. Um, But yeah, just this giant, disgusting, grizzly bush staring right at you. And I'm like, put your clothes on. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's my biggest fear too. Is to like being in the locker room for so long, like playing basketball and stuff. You like you accidentally see a lot of, especially at the the Y. Oh God, it's the worst. I'm trying to change my clothes, and all of a sudden this old man dick is just it's just, just right it's there. Old guys, they just don't care. They do not. 
and they should. Uh, you know, ladies, the ladies don't really care either. Like, at the pool, I'm, like, in my swimsuit. I shower in my swimsuit. I, like, soap it off, but I'm in my swimsuit because, really, how dirty can you be under your swimsuit when you've just been in chlorine? So you just soap mm-hmm. off. You go change. But, like, just the the boobs and the bushes and the, the gunts that are, oh, it's horrific. It's a horrific scene. I hate it. I think uh. everyone should wear clothes at all times. Like, I don't have a problem with nudity, but I do have a problem with, like, gym nudity, I guess. Or or at least nudity around me when I'm not asking for it <laughs> to be around me. Yeah, like, absolutely. 100%. Like, I, I'm going to yeah. tell you, and now I can tell you a story. One, <laughs> one time at my old gym, and it was a small-ass bathroom, right? It was, like, two feet on either side of this, like, bench that was in the middle. It was It was, like, you know, lockers on one side. Bathroom on the other. I've always gone to, like, kind of small, shittier gyms. And this guy, like, you really have to work to get around these benches as it is. And this guy, I walk in, and this guy is on, let's see, the small of his back doing those bicycle things, you know, with his feet in the air. No. Oh, gosh. With no pants on and just a shirt. And I'm like... <laughs> and I was so mad because, again, if it's unwarranted nudity, I'm not about it. Even women too, because that makes you feel really uncomfortable. You know, you're like, of course, you know, if it's a hot girl, you want to look. If it's an ugly girl, you don't want to look. But, but you, you do look. But you kind of kind of look. But you still look because you can't help it because you don't see that every day. No, that's. I that I I would be furious. That would literally ruin my day. I would be point? so angry if someone was just on the ground wheeling their legs around. No, not Sarah, it. Sarah, I in this gym was an upstairs gym. I yelled from the upstairs bathroom all the way out the front door, like. <laughs> and my buddies own the gym. I'm like, yo, fuck this gym. I am so sick of this shit, motherfucker. The bathroom upside down with his dick and balls in the air. I was so mad. And everybody was laughing, obviously, but the guy was, the guy was probably, I don't even, he probably didn't even care, actually. I mean, clearly you don't care. If you're doing that, you don't care who sees and what they think about it. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't even do those things with my clothes, with my clothes on. And when my clothes are on, I'm not thinking, boy, you know what? This would be good to do naked in a bathroom around a whole bunch of other people. Like, did he not have a towel and he was just like trying to like create some wind to air dry? I don't know what he was doing. Like I said, he was wearing a T-shirt I mean, and shoes. You... Just no what? pants. Just no pants. This actually the fact that you happened. would lie on a dirty floor. No, no, no. And he then was do on the that. bench. He was on that bench. <laughs> so he was like hip to hip level. And like I said, there was only like two feet on either side of this bench that was kind of going right through the middle of the of the bathroom. And I'm just like, that's where wins. Because, you know, when you, after I work out, you know, gyms are gross. You go to wash your hands, and, like, it's, like, the one, I don't know. I don't want to say it's, like, the one thing I look forward to when I work out, but it's the one saving grace of going to the gym, which I hate doing. And Is washing your hands after? Washing my hands and being, like, you know, like, okay, I could touch my face again or I could do things with my hands, you know, because you don't want to touch a bar and then touch anything on your person, you know? That's true, yeah. So, like, I look forward to that and the water I get to drink afterwards. Those are, like, the two, you know, little small rewards I get for every time I go. And then I can't wash my hands because this guy's upside down naked. Like, oh, but I'm weird because I want to wash my hands, right? <laughs> but this asshole, you get what I'm saying. Literally his asshole. His asshole was, like, it was there for everyone to see. And... You really just have to not care about anything. I was going to say that he must have so much confidence in himself just to do bicycle kicks right in front of a man. He didn't care that you saw him. I care. just don't think he gives a shit at this point. It's like, I don't know if that's confidence. It's just like, you know, it's like I just don't give a shit. But he's like, he, he doesn't care or care about like the people around him who'd be uncomfortable or hate that. Right. And that bothers me. It, it just bothers me. It's like simple, like, holding the door for someone, guy or girl. I don't care. I'm going to hold the door for him, you know? It's just. Yeah. 
not being good rude. manners. Yeah. And you know what? Don't say thank you. It pisses me off. Oh, I know. <laughs> and you know what? The men always say thank you, and the women look at you like raper. <laughs> oh. Really? I oh, mean, I God. always say thank you, regardless of who it is. So you can't clump us all together. No, I'm just saying every time the men say thanks, if if they don't, it's the women, and it drives me nuts because I'm like, you're welcome, you know, <laughs> I'm doing something nice. But do you do you do you hold the door to get the thank you, or do you hold the door just because that's what you want to do? And don't just, just answer quickly. Take some time to uh, really think that through. This is what I've always done, you know, like. You open the door for someone when they're getting in your car, unless it's someone like Dion, like open the door. You open your own goddamn door, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like my wife, yeah, I'm always opening the door. I go into the post office, always opening the door for someone. I'll hold the door. I'll be like, and I'll I'll make a joke, like, yeah, I'm the, they they just hired me, you know? Like, whatever. That's just what I do. You know, I do that too, but do you, do you do it for the thank, like if you don't get a thank you, are you then angry that you held the door for them? No, it's more like, what a piece of shit. Like, like, people are going out of their way to be nice to you, and you're just, you can't even. That's crazy. Like, what? People always say thank you to me. They, I think they're surprised that I'm doing it. I think it's like, shocking. Oh, he's the open door for me? Oh, I got to hurry up and don't they're do this. You're going to rob him. That's why. They're like, oh. you know, <laughs> he told the story. They're saying thank you for not taking my purse. <laughs> In their mind, they've just pictured the worst thing of the day happening to them. <laughs> Yeah. Such a Apparently. pleasant surprise that you just held the door for him and not mugged them. Just like, oh, thank God. Thank you, sir. I'm going to go home. Oh, thank goodness. I'll leave with my wallet. <laughs> they had 911 my... already dialed on their phone. They're just waiting to press enter. Oh, I know your game, black guy, holding the door for me. <laughs> You're going to hit me in the head as soon as I walk past. Touche. Touche. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But <laughs> I don't know. Dion, what do you say? Yeah, Dion's always very polite and stuff like that, but you can see, because, like, in the area we live, Sarah, it's all white. It's just, but it's not, like, Alabama white people. It's, no, they're, it's they're, they're, rich white people, and they're just, they don't know how to react. And it's like, dude, it's 2018. Like, he's a black guy. Granted, there's only one in this area. <laughs> most, of them, most of the people are really nice. There's, like, a couple of them that are just, like, just he's, rude in general. But most of the time, everybody's pretty, pretty but he, cool. Yeah, here's the thing, Sarah. Like, I almost fucked the guy up for parking in a in a red zone, in a basically because he was driving a Range Rover, <laughs> um, and which pissed me off because of like, who the fuck you think you are? Like, I hate. It all comes down to bullying, I think, Sarah. Like, people that think they can do anything they want, I just don't like that. You know? Yep, I get it. So, dude, dude, like, wearing his, like, camel jacket and camel skin jacket and parked in the red zone, blocking all the spots, and I was just went off on this guy. And he was a dick about it, too. Not even like, oh, my bad, you know, I was just, I was in a hurry. Dude, I, I suck. My, my fault. He was like, what, you want me to move your car for you? You don't know how to park? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, you, you're blocking everybody in. The least you can do is like, oh, my bad, let me move my car real quick. I didn't need to, like, get something or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can apologize. not that big of a deal. So, anyway, so the bottom line is don't be naked doing bicycle things inside of a locker room. Really, it comes to have good manners, and you're not going to get angry at them. Yes. Yeah. Seems fair. Yeah, and I agree with that. Don't be a piece of shit. It's not hard. It's not hard. That's the other thing, too, is it's... It's harder to walk around and be a jackass than it is to just be a decent human being. It takes effort to be like, oh, someone's going to hold the door? Well, I'm not going to say thank you. Then just to walk through and say thank you. Yeah, like, or even a nod. Like, if you're on the phone, yeah. like a, a nod, an eye contact, a wave of the hand. Acknowledge, yeah. Just say, hey, you know. I get it, Shuma. When, someone doesn't, when, when you hold the door open and someone doesn't say thanks, I, in the back of my head every single time, I'm like, I ain't holding the door open for you no more. <laughs> If I ever see you again. If I ever see you again and you're walking into a public building, <laughs> don't look at me to hold the door. I'm, I'm going to push it shut. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm going to hold it shut and you're not going to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm going to go inside and pull the door 
so you can't get in. And then I'll be like, remember that time I held the door open for you? March 12th? Ha! I won! You didn't say <laughs> You should have said thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, so that's how we kind of roll on the show, I think. Like, <laughs> and, But I mean, I think it should be kind of a rule of thumb in general, just like... I'm sitting there looking at all these people. Yesterday was a rough day on Twitter as far as, like, uh, people's thoughts and, you know, just the way the way things were going yesterday, the things that people were saying. I was like, what happened to, like, resolutions to not be a piece of shit? Like, <laughs> that went away so quickly. Like, you expect everybody to be kind of cool at the beginning of a new year? Nice. But, I mean, everyone started off just... On the wrong foot. I feel like at this point, nobody makes New Year's resolutions because they know they're not going to keep them. So they just resolve to, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing what I do, and usually that's being a dick. Yeah. Sad. Unfortunately. Hey, listen to you. Sad. Very sad. sad. Well, that Fake is a news. sad commentary on our current times. Fake news. Sad. You know, you know, I gotta say, we gotta bring up Julie Kesey because we, uh, we love Julie and you're, you're friends with Julie, but do you ever, ever, do you ever like wake up, see like a tweet store and be like, I love this girl, but god damn woman. Oh, she's always on the Twitter. <laughs> she's always, you are oh, mad as hell. She gets so angry. So angry. I mean, I, I appreciate that she just responds back and just loses her shit, but sometimes I'm like, you are letting these people get under your skin because at the end of the day, seriously, who cares? But, you know, she gets going, and I love it. But it's also crazy. I think it's hilarious. In fact, in the middle of one of – I didn't realize it was a tweet storm. The same thing, like, with you. I was, you know, I just wanted to get you on the show because we like talking to you, and you're fun, and, you know, you're Sarah. Sarah. And – so I wanted to get Julie on once, and I didn't know, but I guess she was in the middle of one of those mornings where, you know, someone said something in a prominent position, and she was just, like, not having it. So I, I like, texted her, like, hey, want to come on our show? Thinking I'm just trying to get Julie on the show because we love Julie. And she's like, what did I do? What did I, what did I say? What did I go over the line with? And I'm like, what? I'm not trying to get a new story here. I'm just trying to see if you want to come on the show because you're fun and you're fun. Julie's the best. I mean, literally, she has the funniest stories. I mean, the things that happened to Julie that would never, ever happen to anyone else. I have, like, very often, at least once a month, just randomly think about one of her stupid stories and have to send her a message because I just die. Every time, like, she's amazing. <laughs> she cracks me up. And the thing yeah. is, I, I, I wish she wouldn't be so mad. Like, I, I was like, I hope she finds a happy medium with whatever the hell is pissing her off, because people piss her off. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, they do. You she, know, I think, she li- where does she live? She lives in, like, Iowa now, right? Which is pretty much the middle of nowhere, is it not? Sure, we'll say, yeah. we'll say, we'll say I yes. I mean, I don't think she loves, she loves, like, the school that she, you know, she loves, like, what she's doing currently, but I think she's just, you know, bored, and so she just lets everything, she just gets on Twitter and then just follows down the rabbit hole of, of what those, the Twitter rights are, and, yeah. Oh, Julie. Hey. And you're, you're kind of, and it's so funny because, you, like I said, you guys are close friends, but you're like the complete opposite. Like, eh, I don't give a fuck, really. I don't care what anybody's really talking about. Yeah, I mean, I guess also I, like, know nothing about politics. And I know that that's probably, uh, like, naive and, and maybe a little bit immature to literally not know anything that's going on in the world slash your country slash your neighboring country. But I just can't be bothered to to learn about it and I can't you know the number of people who complain and and I mean Julie like I mean a lot of my my American friends hate Trump and so it's like when they start talking I just kind of tune out because I just don't care but I I understand that she has very passionate about her political beliefs and and just the number of idiots that seemingly are in the U.S. uh it, it's just 
ridiculous, and so she gets worked up about it when she's online and, you know, bored. And so I, not that I'm, like, let things roll off my back, I just half the time don't know what people are talking about. I'm like, oh, that seems stupid, but I have no commentary because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, me, I don't I don't follow politics at all. And, you know, I notice a lot of the people, and th- that was the other thing, like, maybe maybe don't follow those people if you don't want to get so upset about stuff. I mean, but you still want to know what's going on in the world. It's like kind of a catch-22, it seems like. For sure it is. But I just, I don't want any part of it, you know. I, I just, it's just too, it's too much. There's it's enough going on. Like, my kid's on the freeway doing a driving lesson right now, you know. kind of. Oh, wow. Kind of going over that. And the last thing I care about is what anybody else in the world is doing. Call it selfish yep. or call it, you know, just. Living not. happily. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to. It's not going to. It doesn't affect me, really. Some stuff, yeah. But, I mean, Gabby Garcia missing weight, I think, pissed me off more than anything else. Wow. Yeah, I saw that, by I mean, the way, I did. Filming. I did hear that that was, like, somewhat blown out of proportion, that she didn't actually miss by quite that much. But there wasn't, like, proper media there to actually confirm what she missed by. But apparently it wasn't, like, 12 kilos. It was still a lot. It was still, like, I don't know, like, 8 to 10 pounds or something like that. Maybe it was 12 pounds. But I think that it was, like, somewhat mistranslated in the Japan to English, you know, format. But, I mean, either way, you come in a ripped to whatever, you know, you're supposed to be 209 and you come in at, you know, 220 or four. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you miss by, you're still a giant who's super ripped, and that's insane. Yes, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, look, you're fighting a, what was she, 50, she was 53, right, Dan? 53, yeah, 53 I think. old lady, yeah. Like... You fighting a 53-year-old, I don't know, it's just not good. It's just the whole thing wasn't good. It was, it was it was a circus before anything happened, and after missing the weight, even worse. And let's not forget I also, that... Oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I also, watching the video, like, she's just standing there and, like, doesn't even really seem like she's sorry. She's just kind of like, mm, oh, well. Yeah. And the other thing that's interesting is that it's a 209-pound catch weight, but the 53-year-old weighed in at 162. Yeah. So even if Gabby makes weight, they're sanctioning a 40-pound weight difference, basically. Yeah, against someone who hasn't fought in MMA in, what was it, 16, 17 years? Yeah, it's just, it's a recipe for something to go really, really bad. Yeah. Like, everyone knows that it's Japan, and it's, you know, it is a little bit of, like, that freak show factor. Like, that's sure. what they love over there. But, I mean, even in that circus, like, you already had a limit, which was ridiculous, of 209, and then you don't make that? Like, it's already insane. Yeah. It, they're basically know. already saying it's, like, Daniel Cormier fighting, you know, Colby uh, Covington. <laughs> And then they're gonna freak out if one guy comes in two pa- ten pounds heavy or whatever it is. It's already just yeah. a, a horrendous, you know, sideshow type situation. Yeah. So like I mean, if if you really if you agreed to fight her at two ten, would you really disagree to fight her at two twenty? You know, like is it that different? I mean, yeah, it you're is. Have a fifty massive, pound weight but... disadvantage instead of forty? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It just. <laughs> The whole thing is just silly. The whole thing is silly. And unfortunately, they have, like, in Japan, like, in Risen, they have, what, like, a, a 115 or a 125, maybe, a 115. They have, like, the lighter weight classes, and then anything over 125 is just open weight. Yeah, you're all you know, thrown into one barrel. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I, I was just, I saw the rankings for women's heavyweight. that I was kind of cracking up because it's like, Women in the top ten were like zero oh, and one, you know. <laughs> like I, I, didn't, you... I honestly wouldn't even know that there was a ranking for heavyweight because did they, they just where don't do you find those. 
But, well, it was Gabby Garcia bragging about how she was number one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, of course you are, because you're giant, and there's nobody else. I mean, yeah. it's even for Chris. Like, I, I feel for her, and, I, and I'm friends with Chris and Holly, but, I mean, for Chris, like, the UFC's 145 division is just Chris. Like, there isn't another single soul in the 145 division. It's just like, who can we bring up to fight for the title, and then they can go back down and fight at 35? And, and so, I mean, uh, taking nothing away from Chris and nothing away from Holly, but realistically... You know, Holly wouldn't keep fighting at 45. I mean, she might do a rematch or like she would, but she can fight at 35, so why fight at 45? You know what I mean? And they just have nobody there. It's it's a non-division, and so anyone trying to get into at 45, it's like you fight, have two fights, and all of, fighting, all of a sudden you're fighting Chris, who is clearly, you know, much more experienced and clearly very, very amazing and very technical and very good. But... I mean, I, th- I feel badly for her because she's never going to be 35 or where there's more people to fight. So, I mean, I just don't know where they go from here. Yeah, it's, I, it's a weird situation. I read today that they're trying to get her back in the cage in February. So I think just, that Chris probably just put that up. Yeah. Just trying to make it happen, trying to say, like, oh, yeah, look, we got this offer. I mean, I read from, That's you know, certainly from possible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that they are forced to kind of, like, try and push and try and promote things a lot to try and make things happen. But I read something from Errol saying that, you know, I'm pretty sure that Megan is, has some issues. It's um, still not like cleared, right? stuff and I Yeah, I don't think so. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think it's just hopeful thinking on Chris's part that, okay, maybe we can get this going. But, I mean, after Megan, then who? Yeah, there's... You know, like, there really is zero people on the horizon um, aside from just bringing random people up and then having them go back down. Yeah, and it's nothing against, in my mind, it's nothing against uh, Chris, but man, the no. people that do her social media and the people that like break news for her and everything, man, they don't do a great job very often. It's, it's, I just feel bad for her in that capacity because, I mean, I don't know. It's just It's a weird situation. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's some, sometimes it's just like pure volume. Like we'll just put more out there and try and force people into it and I don't yeah, I don't I don't know. Clearly I don't do that or have a media team, hence why I end up just putting up videos of my dog running around with other dogs and chasing sticks. So Well, there you go. That's what the people <laughs> you know. want to see really anyway. That's all I really want to see. I don't really care about all that other crap. Dogs chasing sticks? Sounds fantastic. Where do I tune in? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love everybody. Kevin Ioli's dogs. Your dog. My dog. I posted, the other night I posted a great one of my dog trying to get a bone out of a bag. Yeah, I that saw was, that. Oh, that was awesome. excellent, by the way. <laughs> See? That's what I, 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 I mean, probably my favorite follow is like a, a, a Twitter handle. I think it's called like Baby Animals or something. And it's the best. It's just puppies and kittens doing stupid stuff. And, you know, alligators doing weird things. Like, I love it. It's probably my favorite. You know who is actually a good follow for that is Anthony Johnson. Really? Oh, yeah. Because he has uh, Rumble Time Kennels. uh, Or you could follow Rumble Time Kennels. But AJ has, like, uh, all, like, he raises puppies, you know, from, from birth and sells them. And he just, you know, he puts these pictures of these puppies that are like three days old and you're like oh my god <laughs> this is the cutest thing i've ever seen somebody make it stop well i'm going to follow him right now yeah because of that you'll go check it out and see and you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised that aj's you know that or he'll, he he posts a lot of uh he posts more silly things than anything else i mean a lot of people like to bust on that guy but he's one of those people that likes to spread positivity and not kind of wallow in all the negativity that's surrounding everything out there. You know, he doesn't buy into any of the, you can't really rattle his cage, you know? Yeah. Which is great. Okay. I, so far I haven't seen it. I see him talking about football. Digging <laughs> the we different pockets to? on the crew net fleece. Are we on are Twitter you, here or are we on Instagram? Some, some, something else. It's, Instagram. Instagram. 
Okay. Glad we clarified. No worries. Because I like puppies. Oh. Cody, Cody uh, McKenzie just followed me. Love Cody. Oh, I like Cody, too. Dude, he's so – I spent time with Cody, and it's literally <laughs> – it's such an adventure. I'm surprised. I, I would have guessed that Cody would have already been following you. Uh, I think he changes accounts and stuff ah, often. Roger that. Oh, I yeah. see the puppies now. Yeah, there's his puppies. <laughs> Anthony Rumble. Look at that. Puppies. Oh my, oh, my God. Look at this puppy chasing another puppy. Look at the puppy sitting right. on his shoulder. Oh. Right now I'm watching the little puppy play with the clearly the mom puppy, and it's so cute. He's <laughs> running and That's running and hiding and chasing. That's one of the best did you see the thing he posted, Chilman? It says, success is like being pregnant. Everyone congr- says congratulations, but nobody knows how many times you were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I could watch these yeah. puppies all day. Puppies. Yeah. I follow Tate Fletcher for my inspirational stuff every day. The cool, The cool thing about AJ's post is that they're his puppies, you know? They're not like, he's not reposting someone else's video. Yeah. He's posting his, look at this puppy, he's just sitting here rubbing his face. 13,000 views. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. I love it. I love it. <laughs> See, like I said. Now I'm just distracted. I know. We should probably let you go. That was a terrible choice to tell you about Anthony Johnson's profile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's so great. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we probably really should let you go, though. We've had you on for uh, 40, 45 minutes. and Oh, yeah, and that's a long time. Nobody wants to hear me for that long. No one wants to hear us for that long. Yeah, they didn't hear you all. Well, that I was—I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to let you say that. So it was implied. It was implied. We—it's not like we don't know. No, no one's tuning in to hear us. Believe me, we're, we're very well. Our well, show, and it's the—it's the longest three hours of my week every week. <laughs> Poor guy. Yep. Never, never have we gotten an email that said, "Boy, I love your show simply for Dion Harrison's chiming in three times a show." Oh. The smooth oh, wow. tones of Dion Harrison. Yeah, three times. From a dog story, a wrestling story, or a white girl story. That's it. Like, look, well, we yeah. talked about two of those three things, so. That's true. Next, the next part will come on uh, the next segment. We'll talk about some wrestling. Oh, <laughs> I doubt it. Perfect. Aren't, right, you glad you're, so, aren't you glad you're getting off now, Sarah? Uh, you know, it, it's time. It's time, for sure. <laughs> Well, gotta fight in ten days. Can't wait to see you main event the card. It's awesome. I love we love Invicta. Shannon's awesome. It's just the whole thing's great. You main eventing, no complaints. You know. Yeah, and I'm gonna get to see Julie, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Isn't that funny how that works? Like the whole I, I hate MMA. Or, or at least MMA events and fights and people like you go to fights. No, I don't really care. But if it means my friends are in town, I'm like hell yeah, I'm going. Yeah, honestly, like half the time when I go somewhere to like go to fights, I'm just more excited to actually see my friends at the fights than actually be. I mean, unless I'm fighting, I'm very excited to be fighting. But if I'm just visiting at fights, I just want to go and hang out with my friends and yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Where can people find you real quick on uh, Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, the usual. Twitter's MMA Sarah, um, and then Facebook is SarahKaufman.MMA, and then Instagram SarahKaufmanMMA as well. So pretty simple and pretty easy to find. There's usually a bunch of cupcakes slash puzzles slash dog things that go on on all those things, which is great. Awesome. Next time, just say, Google me, bitch. That's all. <laughs> Google me, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> that, was, that sounded very, right. like, Google me, bitch. <laughs> well, you know, it seems a little bit rude to it's call aggressive. someone a bitch if I don't know them. Yeah, that's true. Come on. Unless they so haven't said thank you for me holding the door, and then fair game. There you go. Right? That's what I say to people when they don't say thank you when I hold the door. I go, Google me, bitch. Show my <laughs> 
<laughs> they should know who you are. Yeah. All right, Sarah. Well, we All right, guys. Thanks so on. much. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was Sarah Kaufman. Everybody stick around for more of the six, not five, six-star podcast. Don't go anywhere. All right, the best artist in the world. Evan Showman is the most gangster motherfucker I know. The best artist in the world. The best artist in the world. Evan Showman. Evan is the baddest motherfucking artist you'll ever see. The best artist in the world. The best artist in the world. The best artist out there. Evan Showman. You are a very good artist. I thank you. I appreciate it, man. The greatest artist in the world. The artist of the century. The best ever. If my heart could draw pictures, they draw. The dryer with a big. I could do that other thing with a pencil. I stare at color. A hundred percent. Gravity sharpens his pencil. He gets into the blood of his own <laughs> Why would you not? Evan Shelton, man. The Picasso of pencil. Helio Gracian level with a pencil. Did a great job on me. Uh, he's the only artist I got prints of on my walls of my house. I've seen it on the underground thousand times. This is the Chinizzle, as they say. Evan, appreciate it. Was, uh, this would be the best one you've done yet. Evan Jones. My mom's gonna love It's better in real life than it was when I got the good copy of it. I get to see the true craft, and I'm like, damn, why the hell is it taking so long? Evan Showman is the best artist. 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 Best Visit showmanart.com. What's up, guys? This is the Big Daddy, Evan Showman, <laughs> bringing us back. <laughs> I only oh. say that because Dan just screwed up and said, bring us back in, Big Daddy. And I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it either. As soon as I said it, I was like, yep, that was not a smart thing to say. I fucked up. I did not have said that. It was at that moment, guys, that Dan Rose knew he fucked up. Oh my moment. goodness! Well, thank you, Sarah Coffin, for coming on the show. That was fantastic. Dude, she is, she's really awesome. She is. She's all right. Sarah Coffin, you all right? She's fun on fight nights too. Follow her on fight nights. She uh, makes predictions and talks a lot about how the fights are going. It's it's fun. It's fun for everybody. I, I, I love Sarah, but don't ever go with her predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I give her shit for it all the time. She'll be like, I really see this guy winning right here. I'm like, so pick the other guy. And she's like, yes, basically. That's like the last time Showman publicly said to me who he thought was going to win. And I'd be like, dude, no way. There's no way that's going to happen. It's going like this. And then like the next day, I'm like, yeah, you were right. You right. I was wrong. I was, I was almost right about Holly Holm. Well, I don't know why you thought Holly Holm would win. She only lost by a round. What was the fight before that where I was... Oh, yeah, never mind. I remember it now. <laughs> it was a good fight. I thought Holly was going to counter more and stay at distance. She didn't as much. She got in a clinch more than I was... I was like, what's she doing? Why is she doing that with Cyborg? <laughs> Get out of that clinch. Yeah. That's a bad, that's a bad place to be. Dude, I feel kind of... What do you do with Holly now? Well, I think she's fine. I think it's her cyborg that's got problems. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think, like like Sarah said, it's like, yeah, they don't who, have the, a... who do you get to find? Who do you who do you get? She beat the Invicta champion, Tanya Evinger. She beat Holly Holm, which was, like, going to be her biggest test and proved to be. That was the first time she went to a decision since... What, 2003 or something like that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, so what else? What else? What do you... You're basically going to have to have fighters who fight at 135 come up and uh, just do like like Sarah Coffin said, just the one-off fight with the champ. Yeah, but it's like, then it becomes every fight's a super fight. Why do you even have a division? Well, they shouldn't have had the division. The only reason they have a division is because uh, Cyborg cannot make 135 and they wanted to have her in the fold, which doesn't make sense anyways because it doesn't sound like the UFC likes her much. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, like, it's funny how that works. Yeah, I think that they could have allowed her to go fight elsewhere and just kind of 
Because if you look at the UFC's rankings page, they don't even have a rankings for the for the women's flyweight. Because well, there are how, no women flyweights in the UFC except for um, Cyborg. Really? And Jermaine Duran to me, who is currently ranked on the bantam or the uh, one thirty five, the uh, yeah, the bantam weights. But I'm just thinking about Holly Holm in terms of the fact that she's one and four in her last five. She's got one win since. Her big Ronda Rousey knockout, and that's against Betts Correa. I mean, at some point it becomes difficult to bill her as a champ, you know, as a contender. Yeah, I think she'll just probably take regular fights and maybe rattle off a streak or something. Or yeah. I don't know. It's such a short game. It's like you see how fast this game passes people by. Like, it seems like. Jose Aldo, you just blink and that guy's like, <laughs> and just suddenly he's done. Well, I think some of that has to do, and I'm not pointing the, you know, that might be a USADA-related issue. Oh, you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it's that, that's obviously an issue with a lot of fighters. It's I don't know, but you're right. The, the window to do amazing things in this sport is is pretty small. And that's why you've got to make things happen when you get the opportunity. And I mean, Holly Holm is paid a lot of money for her fights. And if you can't bill her as a true contender anymore, I don't know what you do with her. You you can't justify paying her two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a fight to fight, you know, just other straw, you know, just other straw or bantamweights. Yeah, it's yeah. So. I tell you, when she came, you remember when she first, before she even came to the UFC, and, like, she didn't sign because she wanted, like, a million-dollar contract or something ridiculous like that. Remember yeah. that whole story? I do, yes. And then it kind of pissed MMA fans off, it seemed like. Sure. And then when they came and fought here in San Diego, they started a chant, an overrated chant. What? Yeah, that's silly. But because she, she well she put on a one of those Holly Holm performances where you're just like she was just countering and wasn't a lot going on and there's no finish in sight. Yeah. Um, was that the Pennington fight? Uh, I don't. I guess it doesn't matter. Know. I was just curious which one it was. Yeah, I, I can't remember. That's cool. I, but um, but yeah, it was really. It was something. <laughs> and, you know, now here we are, and she's getting, like, I think, like, guaranteed 300000 she got for that last fight. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And I hate to be this guy, but I'm going to just be this guy for a second. What in the actual hell is Chris Cyborg doing earning the same money as Demetrius Johnson? Um, well, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> she's a big name. Eh, is, is she? Yeah, everybody knows who she is. Um, She's like, I think you Ronda Rousey, and then Chris Cyborg. That's like, for me, what time is a casual fan? Those are the two biggest names. Really? So you would the women? But then I know Amanda Nunez and I know Holly Holm. Wow. I said I know Amanda Nunez and and, uh, and then Holly Holm. I I think I'd say she's a bigger draw than Amanda Nunez. Yeah, Chris Cyborg. Yeah, based on what? She's always what has she news. ever drawn? I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. saying I'm just saying that I, I'd want to see her more. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, that's I guess what it's based on. It's who you'd rather see. But I just, I mean, you I, got I, Demetrius I no Johnson, idea. who's arguably the best fighter who's ever fought. Because Dan does what is best for business. I think I've heard that before. Well, you've got him confused with someone in the WWE. Dana ah, does what's what best for Dana. Oh shit! <laughs> I gotta tell you, this whole orc. Thing that they are doing. Worst promotion is, ever. <laughs> since Cock Rock, which was the worst promotion ever. That was so fucking bad. <laughs> Cock Rock was the worst. Absolute, without a doubt, no hesitation. Cock Rock was Fuck the Burger absolute. Burger King, just for even thinking that. I won't even <laughs> eat Burger King, not because it's unhealthy, but because they pushed Cock Rock on us for the first or second UFN. So horrible. Yikes. Never, I'll never, I'll never forgive for that. <laughs> never ever. Not even if there's a fire. <laughs>
Yep. It's it's it is not good. Shulman and I watched uh, the Ultimate Fighter uh, last week, and uh, that show might be the greatest show of all time. What are you talking about? It's not even on right now, is it? We just well, we watched uh, the old seasons on his fight. Which season fight did class. you guys watch, Shulman? Bunch a bunch of different. Uh, I was just showing him like all the stupid house oh, God. issues. It is so bad that it's so great. Oh, dude, <laughs> back in the day, it was total soap opera. It's less like that now. They still have their oh. moments, but I mean, back when, like, Junie was on the show and Chris Lieben in season one, there was always drama popping off. Yeah, oh, I, season one was crazy. I showed him all that. I showed him Junie. Did you Junie. show him Let Me Bang, bro? Oh, yeah. Please don't tell me you showed him the sushi thing. No, I didn't. All right, good. I saw a swick in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Swick with those sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> swick burns. Swick burns. But it was terrible. That one, everybody would get drunk. Be like, you want to fight? You want to fight me, hit you me, bitch? Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. That was yeah. like every single thing. And you know <laughs> what else I noticed? Every single person that starts fights in the house, aside from Tony Ferguson, one, one uh, lost terribly on the show. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys who are big shit talkers and successful in the UFC. It's incredible how bad all the guys that talk shit are. Yeah. <laughs> every single one that talked shit was pretty much the worst every season. Yeah. I still remember Bobby Southworth, you fatherless bastard, like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. That's what I watched. <laughs> That's a classic insult, you fatherless bastard. Oxymoron too. Yeah, but. exactly. I mean, it's, you're saying the same thing twice. It's like, God, Team That's Dagger. Like, Did you show him Team Dagger? Nah. Oh, good. I'm not gonna put Kendall in that light. That's true. I feel bad that Kendall associated himself with that. Oh no, not Kendall. <laughs> we love Kendall. <laughs> not like this. Not like this, Kendall. <laughs> Please, not like. I just thought, thought it was a great show. It was. It, it's. It, it still can be. It is. It has its moments where it's still pretty entertaining, but they don't have the, like, alcohol-induced drama as much anymore. That's what you need. It's like watching, I felt like I was watching like, something on MTV. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically it so Jersey similar. Shore with muscled, yeah. you know, fighters. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say more of the challenge. You don't know about that. <laughs> you don't know about that life. I love the challenge. Who are you talking okay, about? Okay, you know about that life. <laughs> I've got Johnny Bananas, man, forever. That, that's yeah, my challenge, you guys. I'm always team Johnny. Johnny Bananas. Johnny he's, Bananas and... He goes uh, around wearing a bandana, too. What's that? Who the hell does he think he is? CM Punk was on it Something. for a season. Oh, yeah, yeah that he looks is, like I a little girl. I wrote an article about that. Yeah. I was like, because, you know, it's MMA-related, like CM Punk. Mm -hmm. But then I it was like, CM Punk got into it with a guy named Johnny Bananas. Yeah, so we got it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that, it doesn't get worse than that. Like, right. If you get into it with a guy named Johnny, like, you need to pick and choose your fights, people, because if I'm on the street and I'm about to get into it with you... I'm gonna ask you name beforehand. Like who? Who must? Who can I say I'm getting into this with? My name's Johnny. Who Bananas. must? Yo, you win. <laughs> you win. Fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I like Johnny Bananas and CT are my favorite on the show. CT, you watch it? You no, I you should, because CT is like the Brock Lesnar of the challenge. He's this beast white mode. boy that just goes ham. Who? In one of the seasons, he got drunk. And uh, he had a girl, an ex-girlfriend on there, and she was messing around with this black dude, classic. Uh-oh. Yeah. And his dude chased this black dude around the house. The dude was running from him because he knew he was going to get murdered. CT's a big dude, man. That's stupid. I would have slapped him in the face, though. I don't play that shit. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> like, seriously, like, come on, guys. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> I, I was about to say, you guys have kids, but you don't. But... You grown-ass men, you, don't, you can't watch that show. Shut yeah. up. You watch every nerd comic book show that's ever been made. Those are not Those are just as bad. That's made by adults. Starring when adults. The, These are starring adults as well. As well? Are they really adults? CT's 37, so yeah. He's, he's 37 and living in a house with other people? They don't live in the house with other people. They go to a location and do like a two-month challenge for a chance to win like their share of a million dollars, and then return back to their lives. It's not like the real world. <laughs> yeah, because that was dumb. 
Dude, I can't even imagine how you think that you can tell anybody that they watch dumb shows with the shit that you watch. What, Vikings? I, you have a couple shows that you watch that are cool, but you watch a lot of nerd shit. Star Wars. That's nerd shit. I have yet to see that movie yet. 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 I thought you were going to see it. I'm going to, bro. I don't want to go with myself and be a little nerd. You know what, Steven somebody Glansberg, it's... Did you ever you see where T.O. and C.T. got into it, Dion? No. What happened? It was really? glorious, Yeah. Man. He was on it. It was like All-Stars. Yeah, they got into it. And uh, Terrell Owens got pissed. And C.T. was like, what, are you going to hit me? Hit me. Do something. I ain't scared of you. Should be. Hit me. Hit me. But T.O. kind of soft. There though. it is. Every The biggest pussies are the ones that say hit, hit me. me. Yeah. Dude, C.T. I'm would like, rock your fucking head off, dude. Not if he said hit me. Yeah, he oh. would, dude. I don't know. Oh, shut I up, shut up, I Dion. think we would jump him. Hit me. Okay. Moron. Oh, my God. That was Julie Browning in every episode. Hit yeah. Me. Hit me. Hit me. Then he'd start crying. Then he's like Julie Browning. CT would hand you your ass. Yeah, right. Oh, shut you up, Dion. Will you get out of Showman's ass for five minutes? Nah, I was born there. Nah. <laughs> I know he does yeah. your laundry and gives you food and all that. Hey, but... dude, I do it myself. I'm a big man. Yeah, you use their stuff. Whatever. It's a friend of four. I don't know who CT is, and I really don't care. Point is, I don't know. I can't. The only reason why I watch The Ultimate Fighter is because there's fighting on it. Yeah. There's legitimate fighting on it. Ooh, we saw that dude get knocked out. Oh, yeah. The one Matt Riddle knocked out. Oh, my. Can we talk about, because um, I read online that Matt Riddle wanted to wrestle Brock Lesnar and retire him at some point. So I was like, who the hell is Matt Riddle? And then everyone was like, oh, he used to be a, he's a fighter. And then I was, you know, and then we, he was like, he was on Ultimate Fighter. And so that's how it started. That's how it started. And he knocked the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> he made a... Is that the guy <laughs> that was, like, doing the groaning and stuff? Yeah. yeah I know. That was scary as shit. I remember... I don't. Was it Forrest Griffin was a coach then? Cause I just remember like Forrest Griffin like looking on like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? He's like, Forrest was this practice or a real fight? Oh god, <laughs> Forrest <and> Rampage. <laughs> Wait, was that real? <laughs> Yo, is Forrest here? Yeah. <laughs> Rampage, Rampage. He's like Rampage. Do we fight? <laughs> Do we fight yet? What are you talking about, man? Do we fight? <laughs> He broke him. What are you talking about? He broke him. Oh, man. It was brutal. Uh, Matt Riddle murdered a guy. Uh, and I saw it. Yeah. That was one of the best knockouts I've ever seen on Ultimate Fighter. That and when uh, Uriah Hall knocked that dude out with that spinning kick. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to show Dion that. I was too busy showing him, like, Junie. Yeah. Fucking Because Junie was such a dick. Like, Remember he... when Junie got in Bader's face? Yes. Yeah, Bader was, like, huge, and he was like, don't, hey, don't fuck him with me. Yeah, people need to learn today about respect, man. Learn. Bader would have killed Junie if they didn't have actually fought. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, watch, um, the New Japan World, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 tonight? You betcha. Like, late night? Of course, man. Jericho? You got it? You got it? You got the pass? I think Dion is just asking if you're going to give him the pass. Well, no, that would be illegal. I would never do something like that. But hit me up off the air. Of course. I, I would never ask, you know what I'm saying, on air. But, you know, we get off air, you know. Yeah, yeah. I might change my tune a little bit, you know. Things happen <laughs> off air that are oftentimes unexplained. Right? Who knows about no, these There's things? no USADA off air. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We can shoot drunk directly into our dicks off air, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. God damn it. Did, did I just go there? <laughs> Get it again. God damn it, Dan. You always making these good Dan's, points, and then you Dan's just... hella comfortable right now. That's what it is. Take it's us true. out, Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I am hella comfortable. Dion nailed it. I'm hella comfortable right now. Man, because I know, I know how you feel now, right, man. No, We're on the no, same page, baby. Okay, last thing we got to say. Dion and I saw a picture of Brock Lesnar's daughter oh. and laughed for five minutes oh my God, because they look exactly the same. I thought my kid and I looked alike. Brock Lesnar's daughter looks like Brock Lesnar with long hair. It's crazy how much they look alike. 
They look exactly the same. It's crazy, Dan. You might have to Google this. Have you seen it, Dan? No. They look It's crazy. Wait, is that also Sable's daughter? I'm guessing. Or did he have, like, he life to. I don't think he did. Because he was young when they got, uh, when they got together. Brock Lesnar's daughter looks exactly like him, and it's bananas. It's so, I'm looking at the picture now, and I'm like. I still am not sure that's real. We saw it on a website before. That's what, that's what that's we were. That's his daughter. They, they look exactly the same. You see a lot of people and their kids. <laughs> look at this. Even this thing on Wrestling Forum. Tell me how Brock Lesnar's daughter looks like Brock Lesnar with a wig on. It's like, it's not even ripping on anything. It's just saying that the genetics are clearly strong in that I'd one. i say the genetics are incredibly strong in Brock Lesnar, obviously. So thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see y'all next week, hopefully with a good, good, positive, stellar guest that will carry the show for the three of us. <laughs> now that I got two stoner co-hosts. Oh, I'm not stoner, eh? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So that's our show, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see y'all next week, uh, hopefully with another fantastic guest on the Six Star Podcast. The gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. John Jones, get your shit together. I'm waiting for you. Uncle Juice is a good man. He's never going to stop being the juice. Please, juice. Juice, we need an answer. Remember the Bionic Man? Yeah. Remember Eddie? Remember?